I'm Lauren. And I'm Annie. And welcome, welcome to, to Burf Bar. Bar. The most wholesome podcast on the planet. Where we forget to do the intro high five. Oh. <laughs> and go. <laughs> wow. Okay, I told you I didn't leave anything in the tank for this. I've done burned out my whole week into dust, and I was supposed to leave just a teeny bit of juice left to record this podcast, but turns out I saved... Turns out you don't like juice. <laughs> I don't like juice. Too much sugar. I saved nothing, so I'll do, I'm going to pull up. Oh, I, I know you will. You, you always pull up. Um. <laughs> I'm awake. <laughs> I'm extremely awake. So... Uh, yeah, cool. cool. Uh, <laughs> before we get to uh, before we get to our lack of thoughts and juice, uh, our episode today and our future uh, adventures sponsored by Tinar Race Series. Wham, wham, wham. <laughs> Was I supposed to say something too? Yeah. So the Tinar Race Series is our dear friend Samuel Hartman, who is also hosting the Trail Running Film Festival coming up in Columbus in the soon, soon future, April twelfth at. Wild Goose Creative. Also sponsored by The Retreat at Willow Creek in Athens, Ohio. A special <sighs> place to uh, fix your heart feelings when your heart feelings hurt. <laughs> yeah. That's what I use it for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Retreat at Willow Creek uh, is where we've hosted Bushwhack, our intro to adventure racing for females uh, workshop. Um, and it's just... It's just nestled in a lovely spot outside of Athens. It's within the perfect cycling distance to Athens while still certainly being in the wilderness and remote. So, um, yeah, if you need housing or a unique retreat space in Athens, the retreat at Willow Creek. Make it happen. Uh, also, Burf Bar. Ooh, let's see if I can do this all at do once. It. Also, Burf Barf is sponsored by Bella's Beans. Wow, cool. <laughs> I've never said Burf Barf Bella's Beans in the same sentence. Wow, you before. did. It's you great. did it beautifully. Thank you. Uh, Bella's Beans is a coffee subscription service based out of Granville, Ohio, run by some of the coolest fucking people uh, we know, and we know a lot of cool fucking people, yeah, so that sure says do. a lot. Sure so do. if you sign up for a coffee subscri subscription and they deliver anywhere in Ohio, uh, use the code BURFBARF, and you will not only be getting a delicious batch of coffee, but also support your favorite podcast along the way. That's us. That's, That's us. Where your favorite I drink podcast. Bella's beans every single morning of my life, and now I cannot live without it. Yeah, I really want to ruin this sponsorship spot because I think we've done something weird on every Bella's beans co call out. <laughs> yeah, and I'll have... just let it be great. Yeah, no, I'm we, just gonna leave we it. We did a normal one. We did it. We did a normal one. Yeah. Uh, and onto our patrons, which fuck you guys. God, oh. insane. People just are be clear, still joining it's us. fuck, comma, you guys. Yeah, fuck you guys. <laughs> fuck you guys. <laughs> That's how Annie says thank yeah, you yeah. for joining our Patreon. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just, I'm really humbled by the financial support we get from y'all, and especially considering context I will share later in this episode. Uh, but we have a new uh, Patreon, Robin King. Welcome aboard, Robin. Yay, you can never welcome. have enough Robins. That's true. Yeah. And also want to give a shout out for one of our one-time donators, uh, in addition to being a Patreon, Sarah Blakely. Wow, thank Thanks, you so Sarah. much. Jeez. We love you. You're yeah. wonderful. Thank you for your support. Everything you send us assist us in getting closer to our goal of winning every race we do. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, um, you know, as we're, so as of recording, 
We are less than a week away from leaving for Expedition Leaving for, Ozark. yes. I was like, calculating. That is not true. Yeah. Yes, leaving. We're leaving <sighs> this upcoming Saturday. April 1st. And then we begin our race in the morning on April 3rd. Yeah. And we race until April 8th. Yeah. Unless we finish the course two days early, which is my plan. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm just going to sleep until... Because you go to the hospital? Or... <laughs> I'm already already fantasy. No, you'll be pleased to know that in my brand new fantasy, I'm not done with the race two days early because I got injured. I'm done with the race two days early because I'm fast. Oh, oh, got it. So we cleared it and we're done two days early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just like we did the we did the course without the pro points. Yeah, we, but we did a grand job, and we're just like I think we just did everything we could out there. Let's call it. I think for I think I haven't thought about the thing as a whole too much because I've had experience in my long endeavors that if I think of things as the whole big chunk, brain, my brain, brain quits. fritzes out yeah. and just says, no, you will not. Yeah. I mean, it's like starting a master's program. If you think about it in its entirety, you'd just be like, fuck this. No. I'm done. No. I'm out. You're like, I need to write an introduction. <laughs> yes. I'm going to read the syllabus. Yeah. I'm going to take this in very tiny bites. Yeah. I'm also just relying on the fact that uh, we do a lot of transitions. This week, uh, in preparation for our race, we have sat down as a team and looked over our schematics, looked over how long the legs are and, and all the way in depth as like spe- we spent two and a half hours reviewing what needs to go with us at what time, what food goes where, what gear goes where, what box does it go in? When do we see that box? It's a yeah. very complicated thing preparing for this kind of like race schematic. It's just, it's the most complicated race schematic I've ever prepared for in my life. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, uh, three and a half days longer than we. <laughs> well, I mean, we've done some things that just had lot lots of support. You know, yeah. we've, we've done five day endeavors. You've done FKT. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done a few things. I've done I've done a couple five day things where there's like sleeping involved, where people make f- elaborate foods for you and then drive your shit. So I've done things this long, maybe, but just not this uh, self sufficient. Yeah, and I remember, and it. it it can seem almost like frivolous to spend so much time thinking about like which shoes go in which bin, which shoes come out of which paddle bag, what goes in, what goes out at each TA. But I think about like my two attempts on the Shell Tui FKT and like uh, the biggest difference between the first time and the second time was time spent thinking about logistics and oh, like really? it was it makes it so much more efficient it has nothing to do with like training effort or calorie expenditure or how much your shit weighs it's just like hey if you've already thought in advance about what you need to do at each ta you can be faster and expend less mental energy and uh i feel like this is equivalent to like uh, something else like i i feel like there's any excuse for me to say this i say it but as the navigator <laughs> Yeah, no, you should. As a navigator, I feel like mental energy is a consumable, yeah. like everything else is that yes. we have. Like battery juice, uh, calories, mental energy. So if, You're like, going to use it up. It's like if I can conserve mental energy thinking through what I need to do at a TA and we've already thought it out, mm-hmm. that means less mental energy I need to expend. Yeah, I, I, that's definitely more of an issue for your poor brain than mine. I, I am both terrified and also mildly looking forward to the moment where i just see you go that's all that's all i can do my brain is yeah and And you just stare at me and you're just like that's it yeah i did it 
And I'm, I think, you've, I think you've seen me do I that. I have seen yeah. you do that. It's rare, but I have just seen you like hold a map and look around and be like, no. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. know. And no, no, that's no, that's yeah. a no for me. Yeah. I don't, I have no idea. <laughs> and I expect and am planning and am encouraging myself to have that moment several times during this race to just be like, well, oh, well, yeah, no, I don't know where we are, guys. You've got your bee navigator. Mm-hmm. Which is Laura Comtois. And then you've got, I mean, I'm sure skill-wise, she's just as good as Laura. But, like, in our tiered plan of effectiveness, like, uh, Amanda will be our third navigator. And then I will just always be there, ready to give you my support. Yep. And plus, like... <laughs> There's some times that I can yeah give some feedback. Oh, sure. Also, you're a great, like, fusser and doer, which that's going to be a lot oh, of, yeah. like, TA stuff. I can get other people's shit done for them. Mm-hmm. I'll, like, restock your shit, take your trash, change your socks. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be... I'm the garbage guy. Yeah. I'm totally fine with being the garbage guy. <laughs> and I, like, I... I have continued to get more and more important with... Uh, more important, more comfortable with doing this in adventure racing as we've continued to do them. I still have some struggle about like needing to ask for help or whatever. Like it's still, still, yeah, it's still hard because it can be hard to feel like, uh, because I, I think I still underestimate at times how much additional work I'm taking on as a navigator. Like Mm -hmm. it, and it makes, sometimes it just like goes out the window and I'm like, man, I just feel like I can't do this other stuff as well. And it's like, Hmm. I think to protect my brain from this fear of like total crash, like complete crash system failure. Yeah. Uh, I'm removing a lot of ego things like that where you're like, yeah. I don't want to ask for help. Or like I-, I always have this fear that like I'll be slow or I'll be sick, which mm-hmm. is just what my body does. Um, and I've, I'm just chucking it. Yeah. Like if I tell you guys I need to lay down on these leaves for 15 minutes and puke. And then yeah. sleep for four of those minutes. I'm just going to say, this is what's happening now. I need it to happen yeah. now. And I'm not going to think about the feelings surrounding it. Like, yeah. I'm chucking a lot of ego stuff where I'd be like, do they hate me? Yeah. Do they still love me anymore? I'm just done. I'm not going to think about it at all. Yeah, and mine's just like a lot of like self-flagellating, like, I'm so much slower or I'm having a hard... My thing is often I'm having a harder time than everyone else is. That's hysterical. That's also my fear. I'm constantly saying to myself, everybody's having an easier time than I am. (sighs) (laughs) I feel like... If you are, like, physically struggling, you have a mental toughness that I don't have. And if I have, like, any edge on the physical thing, my brain is like, I don't like it. <laughs> and your brain's like, I'll go for eight more days. Bring, bring it, bitch. Bring it. I would like to conjure more of the energy of, like, there was a day this last week that I wanted to get a work in, a workout in, and it didn't happen because I was like, I'm fucking exhausted. Like, I meant to do something, and I didn't do it. And... That gives me a little bit of struggle when thinking about how I trained for nationals and just not being motivated. But I was like, I wanted to do a workout and I didn't. And you said, who the fuck cares? (laughs) I was like, I was like, like, yeah, who the fuck cares? I'm so glad that you took that in the correct way that it was intended. Absolutely. Like, and also like this window of time, like, you know, I don't know what it's like uh, scientifically for adventure racing, but I know a lot of times within ultras, like, you know, like two weeks yeah, you, you know, two weeks leading up to a race, you cannot get a whole lot more advantage training wise, but you can you, you can, can fuck shit up. up. Yeah. yeah. Yes, so yes, like yes. to be like, you know, a little over a week out from Ozarks and be like, you know, it's actually 
probably better than anything is being well rested oh, and yeah. feeling good in your body. Like, yeah. I'm going to do my best to spend a lot of time other than packing and trying to figure out my bike yeah. just sitting around this week. I think tomorrow is the only night that I have to do something. Yeah. That's not true. Yeah. I'm going to try really hard to take a lot of naps. And we're going to run club on Wednesday. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Shit. Yep. <laughs> but no drinking. No drinking. Okay. Yeah. Packed. Uh, yeah. Um, and I think the no drinking thing feels more ceremonial than physiological for me. It's just really? like, yeah, it's just like, Hey, this is you, uh, taking this serious or whatever, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, during the race, I'm going to conjure a lot of who the fuck cares energy because mm. like, mm. because often, and I've talked about this before and I do think this piece has gotten better, which is like when I make a nav mistake, just being like, Oh, I can't believe I did it. I want to do so much better. And just being like, whoops. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's what I'm saying about like the ego is yeah. just like, who cares? I, I think there's might be another word for it, but just like anything that bumps into your, like your concept of self or how good you are at something or how good you are as a person. Yeah. I'm just like the fact that I have remotely gotten my shit together enough to do something, to toe the line at a race like this. Yeah. I'm just like, I, I'm doing pretty good. Also like, <laughs> even if you and I did this race, at our absolute worst, like if we did the worst we could do at this race, it would still be pretty good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you're probably right. Even if I got done with this race and I was like, man, my fucking nav was all over the place. That would be frustrating. But I'm not like a bad person. We're still going to afterwards be like, fuck yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. I wish I had a better concept of like the skill sets of the people that we're up against because it's like, yeah, I don't know whether they're like, um, like bo Boy Scout level, like I enjoy going and walking in the woods yeah. and I'll do what I can to do my best. Or if they're like, I've got my nutrition dialed in. I think there's I'm both. Just tapering down from 190, 190 miles of running a week. And like, <laughs> I know. I'm just like, I, I don't know. Because in adventure racing, there's anything from like three dudes who just quit the military and are like, mm -hmm. we could probably figure this out mm -hmm. to like people who have trained and, you know, raced all around the world. Like some of our good friends in adventure racing who've yeah. done multiple expeditions, like Abby Perkis, who's just like done everything. Yeah. Like I'm interested to see what the skill levels are like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh too, too bad we won't see what those skill levels are like because we'll go into the woods and never, never see, anyone. see anyone. I don't know. Do you think that's true? I don't know. I think it depends on the course layout. So I think about like how Endless Mountains was l set up as a course and they purposely had it so that teams were coming across each other all the time, which seems really nice. That does seem um, fun. But I don't, that, that's a particular like uh, course setup that's only you know, done with intention. So I don't know. Mm. And like in my head, based on the schematics, like we're going to have some like cloverleaf sections where we're coming back to the same TA area or like coming back to our bikes, you know, after having trekked and stuff. But it always seems that way in my head after looking at schematics. And then I look at the map, the actual race map and I'm like, Oh, that's how that would work. Yeah. There's an, yeah. It's impossible to dream up what it's going to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I'd like to know. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, final race week before Expedition Ozarks. We know that our time is pretty equally split between paddle, mountain bike, and on foot, which I think is really neat. We have, I think, 15 different legs, uh, 15 with some 
you know, part A, part B legs, which is pretty cool. Uh, our first day is a mix of disciplines. Our second day will be pretty much all trekking. Mm-hmm. Our third uh, our third day will be a mix of disciplines. Our fourth day will essentially be all paddling, which I'm fucking determined to have my feet bare at some point while Such paddling a weird on Thursday. Thing that you've had stuck in your I know head. because in my head I'm like, if I do that, it's vacation. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, hopefully it is seventy and sunny because yeah. water temps where we're going to be mm-hmm. on moving water at about or about forty eight right now, and on still water about fifty one. Yeah. And uh, that's enough to send your body into shock, which I'm just, I'm not trying to scare anybody. We're wearing dry suits. We're wearing dry suits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, I'm always more afraid of falling in the water than I am of like rappelling or caving. I, I would rather go caving than go boating. That's how much I Have hate Have you boating. always been afraid of falling in the water? No. Or was it when you had that rescue mission that one day with friends? Or which one, what was the thing that broke your butt? Your body? Your brain? Uh, your brain. Berryman's. <laughs> not your butt. Berryman's? Berryman's. Okay. Because, like, remember you, like, flip, like, you were boating with Matt Mitchell and somebody else? Oh, yeah. No, I felt really good about that save. Yeah. I mean, oh, I think I was also one of the people who didn't go in the water. Oh. I was the saver, not the savee. Okay. I helped people whose kayaks and canoes tipped, and then we paddled them in, Mm. and they were freaked out and freezing. That did not scare me. I felt very competent. It's interesting. I have a friend's mom who is into boating, and she wants to do a specific kind of boating. Um, what's it called? There's like a boat, and then there's the little thing off the side. They actually used it in Eco Challenge this last time. Oh, yes. It has like the, the stays and yes. then a floater. Yeah. I, I wish I could remember what it's called. Anyways, in order a for her to be cap- a captain, a catar, a catamaran. A catamaran. I don't know. Anyways, in order for her to be able to train on the specific team or do the specific event, she has to like go out in front of a coach and be like, and go and purposely flip her boat and show that she can get the boat upright again. Wow. And so like, I do think at some point we'll have to just pick like the hottest day in the warmest water and you're just going to need to like flip a canoe and get back in and dump, dump yourself. That's not my fear. Yeah. My fear is not falling in. My fear is being, is getting hypothermia. Mm. It's not being wet or falling mm-hmm. out of a boat. It's getting hypothermia. That's that. I think th- this is a compounded fear from my very first ultra ever. Mm. Falling in at Berryman's, having the propeller get stuck on the on the uh, pontoon matata up yeah. at the lake. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's just I have a lot of trauma surrounded falling cold into water. cold water. Mm. Yeah. Also, it's reasonable to be afraid of cold water. I get that. I just... And also, I'm always the one who gets dumped. I don't know if that's true. It is in my mind. Also, you and I both went in the water at uh, No Sleep the first race we did. That was an 85 degree day. I know. I'm just saying it's not always you that gets dumped. We both went in. Hmm. Yeah, that was funny. Wasn't it when, like, we had finished the entire thing and we dumped at the very yeah, last we, second? Yeah, we had gone across this, like, pretty ragey river that I felt really good about us crossing. And then as we were trying to turn in, we just, like... Dumped. Yeah. As we were banking. Yeah. Yeah, the problem... It, we really should practice some of these skills. Like, I can't believe we're headed into a five-day race with whitewater where none of us learned about how to paddle whitewater. You just go nose nose down the river. I hate you. <laughs> Also, pack rafts or pool floaties, I'm fully committed to that. God fucking damn it. it. Oh, I'm 
so angry right now. <laughs> Luckily, I feel no sorry because you didn't learn either. <laughs> I mean, I've been watching videos all the time. <laughs> well, then you got us. And I practiced slaloming with uh, Calm Toys. Then you got us. <laughs> yes, but I've also spun us a thousand times, <laughs> dragged you through briars. <laughs> Whatever. It was great. <laughs> We never know. We don't know what's going to happen. Maybe we don't need any of that. <laughs> also, you could end up being like, that's the hottest paddle I've ever done. And you're just going to be like dunking yourself yeah. in the water to cool That would off. be fine. That would be fine. <laughs> I know I know how to shoot the V and cut the C. <laughs> I know you got to say something <laughs> you spicy. Gotta. Yo, you got to. Yeah, cut that C. But I wasn't pumped. I was stoked. <laughs> Creeps. Yep. Sorry. Not sorry. No. You came here. You knew who we... Well, if you mm. didn't know who we were and you joined sorry. us now, you... I mean, this is actually... This is not that weird. Should it'll we, get we worse. We should probably be weirder. I'm sure it'll get worse. But if this is your first episode, just know that we're going to yeah. probably... <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny, like, and I'd be curious, and I will not take the time to actually do this. I would be curious to listen to, like, our... The week before, I would listen to our week before race podcast episodes and see what our energy commonly is. Because I feel like my head's in a weird space, and this might be in the space that it always is before big events, which mm. is like I feel kind of like spacey and a little distracted mm -hmm. and just like overwhelmed while also yeah. like. I always feel like that. Yeah. And also, I have the flu and mono. Yeah. And that's how I feel today, which is perfect. Yeah, I definitely have the flu, which I do remember. I, I do remember that feeling. Yeah, I always think I have um, the flu. And yeah, my brain just will not like stay in one place for very long. Yeah, you seem to have like Lauren disorder this week. It's really weird. When you tell me like all the th thought processes you're going through, like, I like it. I don't like it. I wish I was somewhere else. Do I wish I was somewhere else? Do I like these shoes? Are these shoes too dirty? Am I walking right? And I'm like, wow, that sounds like what it's like to be in my head all the yeah. time. Yeah. Which makes me worry that I'm too anxious. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I think I'm having a hard time. And you're like, that's how it is in here all the time. That's literally how I felt when you were telling me how your brain was functioning like pre-race mode. I'm like, that's just baseline over here. Wow. I'm I'm just, I'm always running, I'm running like 16 computers for like accuracy of the moment. Like, how are the vibes? Mm -hmm. Is that person mad at me? Do they like me? Is it too hot in here? Do I hate this food? Is it too warm? What do I have to do next week? <laughs> what are my to-do lists? What are my life goals? How do I feel about my family right now? I'm just running 16 machines and they're all computing all the time. Yeah. That's how my day, wherever I am, I'm doing that. Yeah. I'm going to share some of the things that have kept me distracted this, oh, yeah, as, do as of lately. Yeah. So one is just like the, the logistics of Ozarks. It's a lot. So mm -hmm. me, you, Laura, and Amanda were together for seven hours on Friday. <laughs> that goes by so fast. <laughs> and we went through the race schematic where we put everything. We went through mandatory gear. We didn't even get a chance to talk specifically about food. But we spent 75% uh, of the day talking about race stuff. Mm -hmm. It's still... It still leaves us all with how much food should go in which which bag. And then it's like calories for each section. And then what foods do you want to comprise those things? How are we packing up our packs? How, like practicing breaking down our bikes to go into bike boxes. 
in addition to that, like, so that's just like race logistics stuff. Like, how often do I need to, do I have enough batteries to last in between all of our sections to change batteries? How many batteries do I need to carry? All that kind of stuff. That's very typical, like, you need to do that in order to do an adventure race, let alone an expedition race. And then I have stuff like uh, between driving out there, giving ourselves a day to like rest a bit before we come back from Arkansas, we will be not working for a week and a half. Woohoo! Yes, which is awesome. It just also means that I have a lot of work things that I need oh. to line up this week in yeah. order to be out that long. Yeah. So that's like a whole other bucket of stuff. Oh, dear. And then uh, there's, like, money stuff. So, like, for example, I got myself an $8 uh, squeezy bottle of shoe goo in order to repair a pair of shoes that had blown out on the sides because we have a need for a shitty pair of shoes at yes. one point at the race. Yes. And as I was trying to replace my – or repair my shoes with an $8 thing of shitty shoe goo, uh-huh. I cut a hole in it. <laughs> In like the, in, the shoe? in the whole in the whole arch of the foot, sliced oh. it right open while trying to cut off the excess that would have given me a blister. So I ordered another pair of shoes oh, to be no. my shitty shoes because I just wait. What did you order that will be your shitty shoes? They're not going to be shitty. No, they're not going to be shitty. They're shoes. just going to be brand new. They're just another pair of speed, speed goats. goats. So you're going in with three pairs of speed goats. I was mildly tempted to buy a third pair, but I just don't have the money. No, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I was I trying to get by with eight dollars. Like, yeah, and I don't have a third pair of shoes. So, anyways, oh, I have my dad, my dad's shoes. Yeah, they're not my dad's. Yes, I know what you mean, though. <laughs> um, uh, so that's one of the financial buckets. So it's like race bucket, work bucket, money bucket. In addition to the money bucket, uh, so we have like, so I have an adventure van that we use to take our bikes and all of our shit. Cause, and I, I was considering this. I was like, maybe we should just take one of our cars. And I was like, one, no one of our cars would fit our all of our tubs. stuff. No, would not fit our tubs or I, our bike boxes or our bike boxes. <laughs> so, uh, the my van needed needs two f- new front tires. I did the responsible thing and took it into the dealer to get those replaced. They said, great, we'll do that, and we'll check out some of the lights that are on in your dash. It'll be $1,000. I was like, cool. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. And then they called and said, great, we checked out all the lights, and uh, with replacing your front tires and taking care of all the lights, it'll be $4,000. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> So, like, and I'm realizing this is impacting me pretty pretty deeply. Like, I want to be, like, a team leader and a good team player and, like, provide this thing that we have, like, been using for the team. Mm-hmm. Be a responsible on-the-road person. Like, we're driving to Bentonville. It's a 12-hour drive. Uh, for, like, $1,000 to start with fucking sucked. Let alone being yeah. like, hey, I don't want, like, us to explode into a ball of flame on the freeway. And just having, like, that kind of stress in addition to just the normal stuff of participating in the race fucking blows. I mean, we can work that out. I know. I know. It just – and it's also just things like – and I know you've experienced a lot of this where you're like, wait, I'm supposed to go to here today, this place today, this place today, also this place today, and this place today. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to pack up the van. The van's not here. It's at the dealer. Oh, wait, I need to go to Uh, drive to the dealer uh to get a car. I need to – just like that kind of stuff this week, yes. in addition to the race bucket, the work bucket, and the financial bucket. I know. 
I know. I get it. I get it. <laughs> and my brain is already, because my machines are all running, Yeah, I'm already like, well, how am I going to afford to get my a different bike ready for rule of three? My brain is I just know. like, I can't afford that mentally, physically, or financially. I know. And I'd like to take this opportunity to talk about like entitlement and privilege just a little bit. Yeah. like Because we've, you know, and I think um, there's still like a, I don't know if it's, if it's pride or what. It is not the easiest thing to explicitly ask, like, through our podcast, be like, hey, support the stuff that we do. Because mm-hmm. you and I are engaging in activities that are uh, often for those of a lot of privilege, mm-hmm. including us. We have a mm-hmm. lot of privilege. We do. And it can be difficult to be like, boo-hoo, my van's fucked up because I'm going to an adventure race in Arkansas. Yeah. The stress from that feels really real, but I also understand that this is this i'm still in a position of a lot of privilege but one of the things i like to remember is like and why when we first started talking about like fundraising getting getting sponsorship for ozarks is like hey it would feel really great if we could do an expedition race and just do the race and not have puke come up in the back of our throats when we think about how much it's going to cost us yeah i mean there's no way to do that really other than asking for help (laughs) right yeah and like i feel that it's hard to have that in addition to the regular yeah. stress of doing that, to have, be like, hey, just training for an expedition race is hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, being able to take off that much time off of work in order to do an expedition race mm-hmm. is hard. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck. I've been saving up this time for a year. Oh, a year. Yeah. Just to be able to take this much time off. Yeah. So, I, you know, I definitely want to find that balance between, like, sharing and being real and understanding that, like, again, we're doing we're doing this kind of, like, frivolous but not at all frivolous thing like it and it just it just feels hard to me to juggle those things to just be like I know it's for this thing that we've chosen to do but like fuck I'm having a hard time like and I'm that's why like it feels so earnest when we talk about like our sponsors and patreons Mm -hmm. like it means so much it means so much to us yes it really does um so yeah thanks for I feel really strongly about this yes uh, we are deeply supported by the people who love us and listen to us and we we f- are immensely grateful yeah um yeah you, your gratitude got you in your feels today huh well yeah and it's just it's stress stress it's, stress yeah okay. it's stress it's stress and gratitude but like again just being like i want to do i want to show up the best i can show up and when showing up your best means a fuck ton of money that you don't have it blows yeah <laughs> <laughs> it does yeah i know I, you feel this uh, uh, you feel i'm yeah. not even letting myself think about money because that's how much money crushes me because yeah. if i let myself think about it i don't sleep at night like i have to do specific meditations for myself to not think about money yeah and also uh, i just got denied for my student loans to be for, forgiven so no. i am also in my uh stress feels about uh, money yep. yeah yeah Yep. I know this is all of you guys too, and every like everybody who's doing their own like who's doing their own adventures or trying to like do crazy shit in the woods like we talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. This is a component of that too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Hmm. I just I just want this to continue to feel more sustainable. Getting sponsorships certainly helps. Like you yeah. know, like geez, Jess and the retreat at Willow Creek, Samuel and the Tinner Ray series, yeah. like what Aaron Olber has provided to oh us. Oh my gosh. Like, uh, kits and mm-hmm. support and, yeah. I mean, just an amazing amount of help. Yeah. Really great people. Yeah. 
so yeah i'm just and i i'm just thinking a lot about like privilege and entitlement when in this thing mm. that we're doing so i'm really excited but it's hard not to feel these other things when it's <laughs> i think because it's such a tangible thing with taking the van in to be like i'm gonna be i'm gonna be a good provider of transportation mm. and do the safe thing and not drive on inside bald tires in a van then just be like yeah. four thousand dollars fuck fuck you fuck you in the ass yes <laughs> <laughs> yes lord have mercy i know yeah. i know it's really hard Okay, uh, I, I I'm ready to switch from that. I just I wanted to like wallow in it and to quote my daughter, who I said, "Oh man, I just found out it's gonna be a ton of money to repair the van." And I said, "Just give me a little pity." And she was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, mom." And I said, "I just like spending my money on fun stuff." And mm-hmm. she said, "Well, she said you do use the van to do fun stuff." I said, "Yeah, that's true." And she said, "So stop being a whiny brat." And I was like. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Such a hard ass. I wonder where she got it from. I know. That, I feel like that exact dichotomy is what I feel in my brain. I feel in my brain like, oh, that really sucks. Yeah. So stop being a whiny brat, Annie. <laughs> you don't need to do that. <laughs> I know. This is this is the theme of my navigating, too. Just like, just let it go. Who yeah. the fuck cares? Yeah. No one fucking cares. Yeah. Thinking about... I have not been thinking about the money thing as much, but I... Uh, it does sort of make me feel like today I'm walking in the woods and I just thought, I mean, it costs money and time to be here. I have an expensive pack on. Like, there are things that make this costly. But I have a lot of those things now and I'm all set up. And then I just thought, maybe I want to do something hard that's free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that time and gear are costs, but something more free. Yeah. I mean, I look at I look at our friend Shiflet and I'm like, damn, you make up some weird shit for yourself to do that's mega hard. Yeah. And, like, you didn't pay an RB or fill out a medical form to go do it. You just packed some beans and left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you and I just, like, start walking from our houses with packs on and be like, let's see where we end up five days from now. I mean, that sounds fucking dope. <laughs> I'm in the mood for that. I I just, I I had a nice time hiking today by myself. There's, like, nobody out on this trail that I went to. I saw maybe four older ladies with their dogs all day long, and they were near a road. So, ah, God, I had a good time out there. At the risk of sounding cliche, let's talk about how we've paid for this race with our blood and our sweat. Okay. Tell me, tell me about some of the, the training things you've done that make you feel in particular, <laughs> like, in your power for this Mm. for this race yeah so laura and i have been going back through our like stravas to be like Mm. the we did the work because i have all these panic moments where i'm like i had covid for so long that i surely Mm. lost all my fitness and i didn't do anything when i went back and looked through covid i only took one day off that's so surprising. I didn't notice that you hadn't rested that much during COVID. I can't imagine what I took might have one contr- one full day, and I did a couple walks that were short, like a one point eight mile walk. But I didn't. Out of five weeks of having COVID, I didn't take that much time off. So uh, I've been a grindy little bitch. Um, I think I'm most proud of. Don't give me the hairy eyeball. No, you may not. Uh, no, now I'm with you. Let's do okay. it. Uh, I'm most proud of doing weighted walks. Oh, yeah. And I, I just did a shitload. I did a shitload of weighted hikes, stairs, and max inclines. Uh, and I also did some weird weighted pack, like even biking stuff. So 
I'm proud of wearing this all this weight because today I loaded down my pack for everything that I'll need for the race, including three liters of water, my food, my clothes, my tent, literally, and my stove, literally everything. My bag is 16.7. Hot. I know, that's that's a hot little number, and I'm carrying the most shit. That was two liters or three liters? Three liters of water. That's crazy because I think three liters of water on its own is like four pounds. It's a hot little number, my pack. <laughs> I'm so fucking proud of my pack. So tight. So tight. <laughs> um, but I just, I, I ran with it a little bit today. Cool. Like I ran the downhills and I ran a couple of the flats. Really not much. But uh, like, this is such a tangent, but you have to give me this. While you were running, what was the sound like? To stuff jostle around in there? No. No, my shit was super tight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but also I'm like running where like your your chest is on a pole. Yeah. You know, like you're on a straight line. Yep. I'm not like letting it bounce. Got it. But I just thought this this pack doesn't even fucking feel heavy at all. And that's what I did for the last three months to make this moment happen. Awesome. Such a good feeling. I, I mean, my pack was 17 pounds today and I can run with it and I'm not out of breath. That's awesome. It's dope. Okay. Tell me what made, makes you feel gritty. Yeah. So mine was the... Doing the Black Fork Gravel Grinder route that's near Mohican a few weekends ago because of doing it faster than I've ever, ever done. Being solo, um, just getting done and being like, that was that was nice. Like, that did wow. not put me in the pit of despair. Jesus. My thing is, like, when I am, like, uh, I don't think they're all that separate. When I am really struggling to do a thing or I'm not like the most in shape to do a thing. I just like emotionally despair. Like it's psychologically bad. Mm -hmm. It's psychologically hard for Mm -hmm. me, even more so than physically a lot of times. I I believe you. Yeah. And to, to do that and not feel despair was like, Whoa, cool. Mm. And also just historically, like, uh, I'm the weakest cyclist on the team, which doesn't say much because our team is, such crazy strong cyclists that's like being like i'm the slowest olympian here there is <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, i mean yeah two of us have taught mountain biking and one of us could probably go win an ombc race yes so like um so i've done a lot of work to improve my cycling because we can only move as fast as we can move as a team so like that's i think a spot where we have the biggest disparity between front and the front and the back like um i mean we we do in pad- we do in paddling skill but like it doesn't matter i just get the boat and be like yay yeah no it doesn't matter at all um so like i've been uh so that was kind of the culmination of a lot of efforts but i think like i'm most proud of just grinding away on my indoor bike and just doing like having so many nights where i did like two to three hours on the indoor bike at like 6 p.m that's insane Yeah. We've done some different things. It's funny. Yeah. I haven't been, I honestly have not been outside the most because I've just been leaning. I haven't either. I've just been leaning into like what has, what has been, what has felt like what I've wanted to do. And it's been a lot of doing the stair mill and the indoor bike. And I do think one of the things that's been really helpful for me and being able to heap on a lot of time uh, training without knock on wood, having injury is I've just been doing all low impact cardio. Like Mm -hmm. I'm doing the mountain legs routine so that my legs are still ready for downhills. But like, I haven't been running a lot because we won't be running a lot during the race. I'm like, Hey, the things that I struggle with are walking uphill and riding my bike. I'm Mm -hmm. just going to walk uphill a shit ton and ride a bike a shit ton. Yeah. I mean, I've been mostly in, I mean, 90% indoor on my bike stuff, but I have done the hard stuff like I've been not 
no weekday shit, but on the weekends I am on the bike at your house between two and three hours, and yeah. I fucking love it. Yeah. Even when I was on, like, <laughs> pretty deathly ill twice, I have been on your bike for two and a half to three hours. I love it. I love it so yeah. much. Also, that's you saying you're like already thinking about the next thing. I was like, wow, I can't wait to live on a bike for the month between Ozarks and Rule of Three. I'm a little bit afraid that that's not enough time to get me ready to be good enough to finish that race. I'll finish it. It just the time. I mean, the time is an issue, and it may not be a matter. It may not matter because you'll you have to stay with your team anyway. So you might be able to finish it, but I might not be able to. Uh-huh. But you should know that I will. I'm going to like try very hard but great good news the so ozarks ends april 8th and rule of three is may 20th 20th. so we do have like an actual month of training not like not like a month where half of that is recovering and half of that is tapering i think we've got a solid actual month yeah but there's no mountain biking in late april because the trails are closed yeah i mean that's only a third so you got to get on those gravel rides baby i fucking hate gravel rides I think you got to make peace with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do have Make other... peace. No, suck my balls. I'm not going to do it. I'll do it for the race. I don't have to do it. Yeah, yeah. You don't... do it for the race, though. I'll do it during the race. In lieu of mountain biking, mountain bike trails. Okay. You can't. You're not the boss of me. Back to Ozarks. So, uh, hype thoughts on Ozarks, because that's part of that. I'm, you know, I'm like bringing myself to tears talking about like the cost to repair the van and the cost to make my, uh, that's another thing, the cost to make my mountain bike not weigh a million fucking pounds. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Your mountain bike was a liability. Yes. Um, but another part of my distractedness and the things that I'm bouncing back and forth is just being fucking stoked for this. Like mm. we get to go spend five days in the woods with our, with our best friends. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's uh, going to be a good hard but a good time. Yeah. We like our, we like each other more than any other team out uh, there likes each other. That's hands exactly down. what I was going to say. Exactly that. Like it, ta- when I watch movies about multi-day expedition races and I just see people crying, fighting, yelling about maps and throwing shit and being like, fuck you on a course. I'm like, Oh, we have, that's a whole leg up. That's a whole major leg yeah. up for us because we're a group of people where like, uh, I don't have to pour my cup out to be out, to be with any of the women on my team. Yeah, like it doesn't take anything from me to be with them. I feel constantly supported and like filled with laughter and love all the time. If anything, I just feel quiet when I'm exhausted, and that's about it. But like, we're also I just know that we are doing legit like logistics on a pretty high level. Even, no matter what our race skill is, we are very tuned into what we need to do and what needs to be where and I feel like that gives us a huge leg up just from hearing experiences from other racers Mm -hmm. on multi-day races that I've heard stories about recently and having them say like nobody counted the calories they needed for that leg nobody knew what they needed (laughs) to have in the bag and I was just like how or they were like in cycling shoes on a 30 mile track and I'm just like wow okay well we've got a leg up and that we like each other and we care about the details yeah and we communicate really well so like you know i feel like we're as apt at being able to like while i still work on my uh who fucking cares mentality like if nav goes awry or something i also have been like during a race and been like you know like crying about something and i feel like 
heard while also supported into boxing those feelings up to be uh analyzed at a later time yeah like yeah um i think when i think about like the maybe the hardest moment i've had with all of us racing together it was probably during death march last year when i like screamed i was like i just need to do this and then like screamed fuck into the woods and uh-huh. i think you guys are all kind of like oh, what's, go- what's going yeah, on yeah everyone was a little bit scared. but that was like that's like the most or like you know we're in the bottom of the canyon at nationals trying to push through vegetation that we could not get through oh my god and that's still like what we took away from that was like hilarious stories about the ridiculousness of it and we weren't like unkind to each other never yeah i'm trying to think if i've ever like butt into somebody during these races i think we've just shared mutual frustrations like the time that we didn't have the ratios right on the map yeah Uh, was that Shenandoah or Nationals? Uh, that was Nationals in Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. And just like everybody's brain broke and we we're like, oh, we've been pace counting incorrectly for the scale. Yeah. Um, but like, I just can't think of a time where I've been like, fuck you in particular. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm going to keep thinking about your thing about like releasing stuff that comes into ego and also like any individual problem that one of us has is all of our problem. Like yes. it's just team problems. Mm-hmm. It's not something to like isolate each other from and just like. I think continuing to think about lots and lots of communication. But yeah, just stoked to have five days yeah. in Bentonville, the city that we love so much. Yeah. Somebody had said the other day, oh, this race isn't sponsored by Walmart. It absolutely is. It's the title sponsor. Yeah. And then my heart got eaten by my stomach and then I puked <laughs> it back up again. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I'm fine. It does. I do think uh, that's part of what keeps the race fee low in relation to in uh-huh. in i don't it, know i can't think of the words it's what keeps the keeps a race fee low what as far as an expedition race registration fee yeah goes. no i just i can't no one can tell my family they'll excuse me they'll just cut me out they'll cut me out good thing none of them listen to this podcast that is true oh okay so when we talk to you you all next we will have done expedition ozarks and hopefully we'll still be alive and fully intact yeah what what i i I think another part that just tickles me who knows what's gonna happen i know there's a lot of factors (laughs) i'm scared I, i was telling the girls on friday that i was already mentally preparing myself that if I had to cut all my hair off in case of a safety emergency, that I'm already okay with it. It's really good. I mean, that's happened. Yeah. yeah. People have had their scalps ripped off during I, repelling. Like, I mean, I don't want your scalp to get ripped off, but I do kind of hope we have to cut your hair now. Oh, God. I mean, yeah. I've, I've mentally prepared for it. Yeah. <laughs> so until next time on our shaved heads. Oh, my God. Until, no, oh God. <laughs> until next time. We are... Burp, barf, barf. I remembered the clap.